we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today, again, we are borrowing the transportation room. Shout out to the folks in Henrico County Public Schools Transportation for allowing us to steal their transportation room for maybe an hour, 30 minutes, or what have you. As long as we want. I don't care. <laughs> they can't kick us out. We're in here. I shut the door. I probably locked it. You shut the door and you probably locked it. <laughs> Something about that. Mike, I just have a feeling that they actually have keys to these doors, so maybe you not locking the door might not... No, oh, I didn't enough. think it all the way through. Oh. <laughs> we'll put some chairs in front of it. No, no seriously, though. Thank you guys so much uh, for allowing us to borrow the transportation room. It allows us to social distance a little bit more with things going on, the pandemic. Uh, it does allow us to get the distance necessary, but also gives us the ability to do a show somewhat in person. <laughs> very much in person. Yeah, very much in person. <laughs> I don't know why I said it's on location person. and in person. On location and in person versus the, the yeah. virtual means. Yes, uh, where we were riding it out with. Uh, we're on the top floor of the Bat Cave. Top floor of the Bat Cave, right? <laughs> instead of down there with Alfred and all that yes. stuff. All right, guys. Before we get to our guest, got another guest here inside of the transportation conference room. And before we get there, I want to remind you guys to check us out on our social media: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. All at the handle Henrico CTE. Also check out HenricoCTE.com. Stay up to date on everything we got going on. And Mike, tell them where they where else they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of the major podcast venues and the majority of the minor ones. We're um, currently clicking in about 25 countries that are listening to us. We have over 5,000 fans and growing every day. Growing every day. And that's the goal, right? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Exponential growth yep. is growth. Yep. Past few months have been really good to us. Hey, Pat, hey, let's keep that going. Let's keep that trend going. I always tell them to like and subscribe, right, Mike? Hit that Absolutely. notification bell. So uh, you, you don't get, want to miss an episode. These are great. Yeah. We want to drop that good information on you about, uh, you know, different career paths. We have different professionals here uh, inside the county, outside of the county, sometimes students and parents on as well to give you some insight as to what's going on in the world of career and technical education. Looking in at Henrico the statistics, county. it's probably mostly parents. Mostly parents. I wish we had more students, <laughs> but looking at the age group of the people that are listening, it is definitely the parents. Well, the, the, look, the parents are, you know, the parents are important. Yes, too. absolutely. Very, very important. They're helping the students making the decisions. And, and too. who knows, maybe they have the students listening along with them. Ah. ah. So they're using their Again, page. not thinking it all the you know, way through. Try, look, That's Mike. Trying to critical think, you know, trying to think deeply here, you know what I mean? <laughs> or maybe think wishfully here. All right, guys, that's it for the, uh, <laughs> all right, that's it for now the, Now we're 20 uh, minutes into the show. We haven't even started. <laughs> and this is how we do. Uh, I want to uh, welcome our guests here. Today we have with us in Rico County Public Schools Director of Middle School Education, Dr. Dia Champ. How are you doing? And thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us. I know you're busy, very, very busy. And I'm glad we were able to borrow some of your time to come and speak with Mike and myself about career and technical education on the middle school level. Good morning to you both, and I'm happy to be here. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So before we get into middle school questions, I want to learn a little bit about you and what it is that that you do, Dr. Champ. So what does an average day look like for you? And what are some of your responsibilities associated with that average day? And is there really an average day (laughs) inside of the life of a middle school director? 
Okay, so as the director of middle school, I love my job because you know what? No day is the same. On an average day, I'm in meetings. I'm facilitating meetings. I'm meeting with some of my 12 principals or meeting with all the principals. I'm problem solving. I'm talking to parents. I'm talking to community members. I'm just all over the place. You and uh, Miss Myers downstairs, uh, she's uh, the first person you meet when you come into uh, the CTE, Miss Myers. You guys go back a little bit. She said she remembers when you were, were a little little girl running yeah. around in the neighborhood. She, we go way <laughs> back. She knows me from my childhood, being a little cheerleader at Virginia Randolph. All right. <laughs> so so you, you grew up around here. You, you know, you're familiar with everything that goes on. So take us down your career path. What, what positions have you had prior to this position that you're in right now? Right, so I um, started my teaching career here in Henrico. I was an elementary teacher, a middle school teacher. I did that for a few years before I moved into administration where I became an assistant principal. I was an assistant principal at the alternative school at the time at Newbridge. Then I crossed the water to Chesterfield County and became an assistant principal there. After a few years there, I became a principal, principal of an elementary school, came back to Henrico County as a school improvement specialist, realized that, you know what, I want to roll my sleeves up again, and I wanted to go back to being a principal. So I became principal at Dumbarton for a few years, and then I said, I want to go back to middle school, and I became principal at Wilder Middle. And that has led me to being the director of middle school. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that's a lot of education <laughs> and a whole lot of education. You know, A lot of movement. Keep it moving. A lot of movement, but it's it kind of rare that we hear somebody like stay in that realm, you know what I mean, yes. of like a particular track. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because that means you must be, you know, passionate about what you're doing or you must like what you're doing. She's following opportunities that have come placed in front of her so she's Absolutely. definitely exactly she's not staying stagnant at all no nope, no nope. i was looking for, always looking to move up i was looking to move, do more so when did you know uh, a career in education was something that you want to do and you mentioned your many many titles that you've held in education so right. when did you know this was like yeah this is my thing well i my mother is a retired principal so as a child I, my brothers and i we followed my mom to school Every summer we were with her, and then I noticed I ended up having a little job with her, like a summer school assistant. Oh, nice. Then um, as when I was in high school and in college, I started working with Henrico Recreation and Parks. So I did that all the way through college. Um, initially, my major was not education. Oh, it wow. was actually mass communication. Oh, Interesting. Rashawn's made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but after a year... I realized that I was actually headed towards that education path. So I switched my major to psychology and middle school education and then started moving on in, in the education field. Oh, wow. Psychology and middle school education. So yes. how does that kind of help you in your day to day? I mean, the psychology part of it. It's truly just understanding people and being open minded to differences because we are all different. But in order to really work with a team, you've got to be able to understand and relate to different personalities. Yeah, you know, middle school is one of those times in a young person's life where they do a lot of developing and mm. their minds. Lots of changes, changes lots of uh, confusion. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mike, you're a parent, so I know you you, you lived through middle school. I am school. so happy I'm past that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a parent, but she's turned 25 this weekend. So, uh, Oh, wow, 25. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 28, so I feel extra old. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yeah, I know you did that on purpose because I'm always making, <laughs> trying to make you feel old. Well, Dr. Champ, uh, so with that in mind, with the uh, development, all the development that happens psychologically for a student in middle school, talk about the long-term effects a good middle, middle school education can have on a student. 
Well, um, because middle school is that awkward age, let me go back to elementary first. You know, in elementary, we're, we're building the foundation. Right. So middle school is when they are really learning who they are. And it's key about what, how do we expose them to do different opportunities. We're going to help them to develop what they like, what they don't like, what they're interested in. And ultimately, it could be their career passion. It could be a passion for what they do in high school, whether they're applying for specialty centers, as well as they may determine what they want to do for their career. So I think middle school is definitely instrumental in a child's career path. So what, what is something, if you can think back to your middle school days, what middle school did you go to? Let me ask you that. Brooklyn Middle School. Brooklyn I was middle. a cub. Okay. All right. All right. So think back to those Brooklyn Middle days. Mm-hmm. What is something in middle school that you wish you learned that you, you hope the students are being made aware of in today's middle school programs? Um, honestly, I wish I would have been made more aware of career and technological um, education opportunities. Sometimes you have your mind set on one thing, but taking the opportunity to actually explore, um, I think is truly fundamental. And I actually have a rising sixth grader and I encourage her to take exploratory next year um, along with course. I'm like, you know what? She's very hands on. And what a great opportunity to, to be able to explore the technology classes, business classes, and so forth. So she has signed up for those classes. And I wish I would have kind of thought like that when um, I was in middle school. But, hey, you live and you learn. Yep. And you got a rising sixth grader. So, Mike, you've already lived through the middle school ages. Mm-hmm. It sounds like your middle school journey is just beginning to. Well, this so is second great. time. Second I, time. I, okay. So you've done I it. Sur- I survived the first. You survived. Oh, so, so actually, <laughs> you're, you're even more equipped <laughs> to do it. But uh, on the topic of career exploration, Mike, I'm I mean, that is something that we always stress on this program. Right, right. Because, I mean, middle school, that's when my wife and I got the the talk that scared the life out of us when we were at school for, it was like an open house or something, and the, the teacher basically said, you know, there's decisions you need to make right now, and if you don't get it right, your student is going to have a very difficult time catching up if they can at all. And we're like... Huh? Yeah, that, I, I, I can imagine that would scare somebody. Oh, yeah. But let me ask Dr. Champ while you're here. Is middle school, are decisions at, at the middle school level really that, do they have that much gravity? I guess that's what I'm asking. Once upon a time, it didn't, but it actually does because depending on what track you choose determines where you're headed for high school. So it is important to have that that initial conversation in sixth grade, which as a parent, hey, it scared me because I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you're making a decision for your child, and it actually could determine what path they take when they go to high school. And, and then, that, then that adds a, a little bit more, I guess, importance to exposing them to different things to kind of give them an idea of where yeah, they want to go. Yes. So how, how do you think that uh, on that topic, how do you think that CTE and let's go a little bit more in depth can help students um, even after middle school? I truly think about exposure and experience. Um, Starting off, I know we're really focused on careers and investigations through school counseling and partnership with CTE. So we're taking we're definitely taking an in-depth focus on giving that exposure starting in sixth grade where students can start filling out those interest surveys so they can determine what they're interested in. And then following up in seventh grade with career investigations and actually completing a full year course with investigations. And then in eighth grade, we continue with working with the school counseling team to look at their career interests to help them as they start applying for specialty centers ultimately and ensuring that they're competitive with other students who are applying for these programs too. So middle school is definitely yeah. <laughs> instrumental in determining your path. Yeah, it does. And it sounds like you guys have them on a pretty decent path to success. So you could probably set them up, especially if they're on a track uh, that they think they might be interested in. It sounds like they got them, you guys have them set up to 
maybe pursue that a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, vehemently. So uh, how have you seen career technical education change during your time in education? You mentioned how many how many jobs you've had, <laughs> how many titles you've been in. So you've been in education a little while. You've been in a couple of positions dealt mm-hmm. with different children at different ages. So how have you seen CTE or career and technical education change during your time in education? I mean, I think like right now with promotion and I mean, hey, I'm in a, in a podcast right now. Um, <laughs> so for that exposure for parents as well as for students, but also as a former elementary principal, we had our career fairs and we worked closely with CTE to give them that exposure in the upper grades going into continuing in middle school. So I think it really is promoting the different career paths instead of focusing on one linear way, but you can actually go in a variety of ways. And um, I appreciate even with the social media, I'm using Instagram to promote because kids really are in Instagram and parents are really in Facebook or Twitter. So looking at the different social media outlets, I mean, we definitely didn't have that when I first started in education or as a child. So I think it's definitely headed in the right direction and we're progressing. And speaking of social media, me and Mike are still trying to figure out a way to break into the TikTok wall. <laughs> yeah, the problem is finding we don't have that many videos that are under a minute. <laughs> and so we, so got, we, we got, got one. <laughs> we, we've got to get to the drawing board on that and try to figure out how to reach uh, the students on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, are you feel, familiar with TikTok, Dr. Champ? I am. My Both of my daughters use it quite frequently. <laughs> yeah. So Exactly. So uh, we definitely want to be able to, uh, you know, promote and expose students to different things, different career opportunities via TikTok. Right now, guys, we are speaking with Raquel County Public Schools Director of Middle School Education, Dr. Dia Champ. She has been awesome so far, and she will continue to be awesome. I am sure of that. <laughs> Thanks. I am sure of that. So, so how early should students uh, be exposed to CTE or career and technical education? I truly believe in elementary school. Kids at elementary level are free-spirited, and it's not about necessarily impressing their friends, but actually impressing the adults, and they want to do different things. So I think starting them off earlier, because that's when they're resilient, truly resilient, and not, you know, they're not afraid to try different things. Yeah. And then continuing that through middle school and high school. You know, and that's very true. I don't know what happens. Maybe you can shine some light on it. Like, what happens to make us kind of shy away as we get older, right? In elementary school, you do seem to be a little bit more open to different things and different ideas. Well, when you get older, it's peer pressure. You're dealing with what she was kind of referring to. Mm-hmm. At that age, they're not worried about what the other kids are saying. They're they're more resilient. They're more willing to make it ch- to try something new. When they get older, we have seen, you know, in the high school level how – just talking to them about these programs, how about when they're in the group, they don't want to talk to you, but you get them apart yeah. and they are just, here's a thousand questions. So what do, what do you think we can do better, Dr. Champ, from a psychological standpoint to kind of help students not be so afraid to express their interest in certain areas that may not necessarily be popular? Well, I think it's, it, once again, it's exposure and, and it's being consistent with that exposure. So you're being very strategic with the sequence of opportunities you're providing kids from elementary through middle school so that when they get to middle school, it's nothing new. It's right. just basically an extension of what they learned in elementary. And then it's really thinking about their interests. So we know that the big change is due to hormones. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> so and then so when they get to middle school, we know they're going to change developmentally anyway. So how do you keep things on their radar? So what are they interested in? Well, like you said, TikTok. Yep. So how are you going to, you got to tap into their interest. And then they're also interested in money. So you got to actually spotlight or highlight the money that's associated with the different career options. So then that gets them to start thinking about, oh, wait a minute, I could make money and get what I want, blah, 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 blah. I mean, granted, I mean, because that's, that's developmentally appropriate. That's what they're thinking about. What I want what my friends see I have, 
but you also want to enjoy, you want to have fun. Right. So they love TikTok videos, <laughs> like you're saying, <laughs> and they want to have fun and they want to impress their friends. Now, granted, we still need to help them psychologically with their development of, you know, it's not about your friends because ultimately you're in charge of yourself. But that's that's where they are developmentally. Yeah, see, that's why that psychological psychological uh, degree coupled with that uh, <laughs> middle school education right there absolutely exactly helps exactly. Out. I mean that, that and that that's a perfect lead into you know what is it that what makes CTE so important to students now when you're just looking at the, the the aspects of how we can get the exposure to it but what makes CTE so important for students today? I mean the field of technology. Period. I mean, we need we need to develop more students and individuals as they become adults to continue to go in the techno- technological field. I mean, there's a shortage in certain areas. So um, how can we inspire them to go in these different career paths? I mean, for example, just talking to my, my daughter. She loves um, building things. She loved Legos. She loves slime. She loves just putting things together. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Maybe you need to consider looking at this. It's looking at not focusing on what you think your child should do, but look at look at how they're developing. Look at what their interests are and kind of encouraging them to go in that direction. And I think oftentimes we get stuck of this is what the route you need to take. But there are alternate routes you can take and you still can have a successful job and don't have to go to it necessarily to a four year university. So and it's truly speaking out about that and, and making more people aware so that you can have folks who have a voice to share that with their community. You know, it's it's kind of funny, Mike. That the the talk of the slime and the talk of the Legos <laughs> brings me right back to our podcast that we did with Anton Parr. Right. We're talking about engineering and slime and viscal elasticity. I hope oh, you Dalton, got it right hey, this time, hey, Dalton. If you're listening, <laughs> he I did it, it man. I did it. it. Now, don't ask me to spell it. That's not, <laughs> don't ask me to spell it. But uh, that's true. Like you really want to look at and hone in on those interests. You know what I mean? That your students have. I always tell students uh, when I'm talking to them, uh, Doctor Champ. We often go out. You know, prior to the pandemic. We would go out and uh, speak to students about different opportunities that we have here, uh, at least more partic- in particular inside of the A centers that we offer here uh, inside of Henrico County. And I always tell them, man, if you if you find if you work in something that you're passionate in, the money will come because the type of work you're going to do, you know what I mean? It's going to be at a different level because you don't mind going to work every day. You're going to be willing to give it your all. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah, it's it's the the, the adage of. Um you do a job that you like and you enjoy you'll never work a day Mm -hmm. because it's you 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 have no problem getting up going to work coming home with that paycheck you are excited about doing it for the rest of your life if you find the right one yeah you got to find the right one and you really got to be in tune with with your uh, likes and your dislikes and and a lot of that is just getting out and trying stuff right how many many times have we heard oh i want to be a vet then they get into the vet class and they're like you know what and that's (laughs) that well that was the thing we had with our daughter was like caitlin was a little bit of a girly girl, you know, when she was growing up, she always said, I want to be a vet. I want to be a vet. And I was like, and Michelle and I were, my wife were always like, can she handle the gross parts of it? And she's a champ at it. I mean, she's been doing it for they, seven, eight years now that she's been in the vet field. She's not a vet yet, but she's, you know, working in the vet hospital and the stuff, the stories that she comes home and you're just like, wow. And, and now she's 25 and she's just knocking it out of the park. It's just, it's amazing how much she's changed and developed over that time. Yeah. From when she first, from the first time she in middle school said, I want to be a vet. 
and to now it's like it's just amazing it kind of comes full circle and uh, there are certainly some graphic parts about being a vet being yeah. a vet that I definitely could not <laughs> handle uh, so yeah I'm not good with the uh, the fluids but and stuff like that it's it, but it goes with a lot of different careers it's like the when we were talking to the at the HVAC company the at Colonial know, Web Colonial Web Colonial Web um, and you know we were talking with four uh, women who are very successful in their field. Uh, everything from people in the office directing and running projects to the apprentice out into in the shop, and every one of them being successful and enjoying their work. And when we talk about women who get into trades, there's there's that barrier of I don't want to get dirty. And we saw there was only it depends on what you want to do in that right. field. You know, there's many, out of the a lot of out of the four, three of them were basically one was part time in the field, half time in the office. Two of them were totally in the office yep. and one was full time out in the field and all in the trades and all in the trades. Yep. And so it's that how can we get the exposure to these students to realize there's more than just the superficial upfront what you've been told, what your friend's opinion are on these things, and find out and explore it for yourself. Find out if this is something that is is going to be good for you and that you're going to enjoy and that you're going to want to pursue and be successful at. Yeah, and on the topic of uh, exploration, Dr. Chan, what are middle schools doing to uh, prepare and uh, allow students to uh, explore career options? Well, um, definitely with career investigations, which is the seventh grade course, and working with the counselors, like I shared earlier, with doing those career interest surveys. But also, they go to Mission Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> We're familiar with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which is it's pretty awesome. I um, accompanied the students when we could go the last a couple of years ago at Wilder. And it's phenomenal because students actually go from room to room with different careers, mm-hmm. different career paths, and get to talk to folks in the field. And I thought that was phenomenal. Also, what we are trying to do for more exposure for next year, and I've actually been in conversations about it this week, is about integrating it more in the curriculum, different different courses rather than teaching in an isolation. How can you integrate it with math? How can you integrate it with science? How can you integrate it with health so that we can expose the kids more to these different career paths? Because I definitely want, like I said before, students to be more competitive when they're looking at their options for high school as well as with um, colleges. So these are resume builders. So what experiences have you had starting in middle school and on up to get you prepared for whatever your career path is. Yeah, and Dr. Champ, you said something I thought that was really, really important and I think that uh, will help students really see the value in, in a lot of the careers out there is connecting those careers or those career opportunities or those courses based on those career opportunities to like your math classes, to your English classes, because we do use those skills every single day. I know I was talking to uh, Chef Person. He was talking mm-hmm. about how much he did not like math, but he found out <laughs> that he needed businesses <laughs> right. that he needed to understand math or have a, a basic understanding of math. So just just talk about the importance of connecting those dots via classes. It, it's definitely important. And I think about, hey, when you're talking about my brother, chef person. So he is definitely an inspiration to me because the big sister, you know, I watched that struggle. And then when he started his interest with culinary arts and and becoming a chef, having those conversations and actually working on my doctorate. I was working with another gentleman who who's actually now a principal of a CTE center in Chesterfield County. So 
truly talking to them and seeing that, okay, you know what, how do you merge this? The key is stop teaching it in isolation. Yeah. And exposing kids to it throughout different courses so they can understand and make the connect the dots. Because oftentimes you're taking these courses and saying, I'm never going to use this. Yeah. Why why am I doing this? I don't need to go any further in math. I just need to know the basics. It was two plus two, right? Exactly. (laughs) But then, you know, the light bulb turns on when you when you see those connections. And I think that's the key. Um, Oftentimes and not to be cliche, they say we work we work in silos. We teach in silos. You know, everything is just content focused. Right. Separate content focus. So how can you integrate the cu- curriculum so that kids can see the value and then start making those connections? You may, you know, you show them how it connects. You know, how do these things connect to what I might be doing in the future, Mike? I mean, and it I, makes it more important. Yeah. And I think that when you look at the the CT courses, the high school level and, and also in the, in the middle school level and then to the ACE courses, the ACE center courses, where they're actually in the lab or out in the field learning the, the, the skills that they, you know, they've chosen to the class they've chosen to take they are getting hands-on and seeing that connection in real life because they're it's they've gone beyond the the basic teaching and gone to the hands-on aspect of it and why Mm -hmm. those pieces are important to connect those dots going oh you know yes i want to be a cook i want to be a restaurant owner but how do I run the business right. aspect? How do I keep the books? Get the pay, make sure the payroll's right. Make sure all that. Well, there's you got. You'll find out. There's all those <laughs> other things that are going to happen right. because that's part of what we're teaching. Yeah. Where they might not get that any other way. And you know, I think my favorite example to mention is our diesel technology course, where they're literally out there at CAM. Right. Right. They have their classroom right there, and then they have a garage out back where they mm-hmm. actually work on some of the diesel trucks and some of the different larger vehicles that they that the county actually sees and actually uses the fire trucks and the fire bus, school trucks buses and mm-hmm. all that stuff so uh, that that's some of the ways that we're making it more real for them so and then that, you've also got the all the trades that yeah. they're actually out in the field With you know the, the, the house, house building project i love bringing that up where they actually every year our students in, in all of our trades classes get to experience actually doing their part of building a house that goes out on the, when it's completed goes out on the market gets sold then another lot is got bought and then they start another house from the foundation to the roof and the students are doing the work they get to see all the practical aspects of what it is that and whether they're in the electricity class or whether they're in the masonry class carpentry it doesn't matter the hvac they get to learn that and find out all the pieces that and why what they learn in the classroom in the lab is important when it comes to the real world and that real world connection why this is important um i think that that's so important <laughs> <laughs> important 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 yes. you know what i mean but it really is it really is uh important and and so how how do you see and after that ex- explanation how do you see cte do you see it assist those students make those types of connections make that how is it cte is able to help them move into the high school transition and then move into their whether it's college or end or career after high school so i would say for example of my experience at wilder middle because i could kind of watch their, them select their classes as they um, transition to high school some of like the innovation courses or exposure to robotics coding and so forth I actually, the, the application increased for those centers for like Code RVA and then yeah. the A centers. So I could actually see the courses that they took, those elective courses or innovation courses that they took, 
actually helped them to just make their decisions on what centers they were going to apply to and to see the success rate of some of those kids who were accepted into those centers. So that truly that experience, once again, the exposure and experience, you know what? They loved it. That developed their passion. And then they knew that they wanted to pursue going to apply for these centers to go to high school. All right. So what do you think motivates students to take these courses? What do you think is the motivational factor uh, the, behind the students saying, hey, you know what? I, I do want to try out, uh, you know, a CTE course. I might want to try out, you know, a, a, a cooking course I or robotics or robotics or something like that. Yeah. I think it's all about the delivery and how teachers promote their craft um, to get students excited about wanting to participate in those different courses. They have to promote it because ultimately kids are going to probably try to do the traditional career path. So it's all about the promotion and how they're getting excited, almost like how we do with specialty centers and we have a big kids get to hop and go to different centers to get the information. And students start selecting what centers they want to apply for based off of the presentation. How are they building it up? Are they hearing student voice and teacher voice? Are they only hearing teacher voice? Are they showing them exactly what they do through the videos, through them actually demonstrations? What are they doing to get students excited about participating in these different courses? So I think that's the key in order to increase enrollment and increase the number of students who apply to um, different centers or who select this career path. Running out of time, you're running up against the clock here. So I want to ask you this last question, then we'll let you go, Dr. Champ, because I know you're very, very, very busy. How can, how, what, what do you think we can do to attract more students? You kind of hit on it a little bit there with your last uh, answer, but what do you think we can do uh, to attract more students to take CTE courses? I think it's all about put, it's putting it, using all your resources to put that information out. You touched on it at the beginning, hadn't figured it out, but I think you need to figure out that TikTok. You got to figure it out. You, you, you need you. to figure, <laughs> figure out how to connect <laughs> kids to the TikTok videos because that's, that's what's in right now. And just staying current with what kids, what grabs kids' attention. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Dia Champ, for coming out uh, and hanging out with us a little bit here in the transportation room and talking CTE with us. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Y'all are fun. <laughs> <laughs> we try to be. We try to be. Uh, before I let you guys go, I want to remind you, check us out on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. We post awesome stuff about what our students are doing, their accomplishments, and important information uh, for parents as well. So HenricoCTE.com, at HenricoCTE on basically every social media platform. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all your major, and most of your minor podcast venues. All right. Also, uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Absolutely. Whatever you need to do to stay that up That way to you date. don't miss it. Don't miss it. We're trying to drop some knowledge on you guys twice a month at 11.30 a.m. on Tuesdays. So look out for that. Uh, 11.30 Eastern. I got to say Eastern, Mike. Eastern, because we've got, we've we've got, got that a, international got audience. international audience. Time zones do differ. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what I mean? There's there, Life is bigger than the block. I used to hear the saying, <laughs> life is bigger than the block. So outside of your time, outside of your time zone, there are different ones, right? All right. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, for Dr. Dia Champ, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone.